Okay, so you have a small business that you need to market, but you're not a marketer. So now what? Where do you start and what are you even supposed to do? Well, meet Engie. Engie is marketing software that simplifies marketing for small business owners. You can plan, organize, and get your marketing out the door and in front of your next customers fast. The best news? Engie is turning one on May 8th, so you can make marketing way more manageable for yourself for only $19 a month for your first year with the code BDAY. But don't wait. This offer ends on May 31st. Welcome back to Pretty Okay Podcast. I'm Samantha Welker. I'm Julia Wheeler. And we're here to give you our full one-hour recap of Game of Thrones. No? No. (laughs) I could talk about it for an hour. Somebody requested it, that we do it, but we won't. No. We won't. Um, I think we've spent enough time talking about it just between the two of us. I know. (laughs) It's been a rough week (sighs) with that. So dumb. It was so stupid. It was was just the worst. If you don't watch it, don't start. You're just going to get your heart broken. Or if you do, just stop at like season five. Yeah. I was talking to Steven about it and I was like, you know, it's weird. When I started watching Game of Thrones, like when it first came out, Mm -hmm. I was in a totally different relationship with a different person and like... I know for so long. We were like getting all sentimental that night because we were like, we watched this throughout like being pregnant with Graham, like when yeah. Graham was a baby, when Lizzie was a baby, oh. like all that stuff where we're like, oh, we remember like putting them to bed and then being like, we hope they sleep long enough yeah. for us to watch the episode <laughs> and Lizzie still doesn't. Yeah. I mean, neither does Rocky. He was in there by the middle of it. <sighs> and it's like, we're both too invested in the episode to try to put him back yeah. to bed. So we're like, no, no, it's fine. Just climb in with us. Like, yeah. <laughs> we're watching this. Because <laughs> uh, A plus parenting. Yes. All right. All right. So what are you feeling pretty okay about this week, Julia Wheeler? Okay. I haven't totally done this yet, but Mm -hmm. I'm on my way. Well, I mean, I kind of have. I'm trying to have a mindset reboot. Um, I have had really bad anxiety about my son starting kindergarten Mm -hmm. in August. I have a two-year-old and a five-year-old. I have a hard time getting them out the door to go to preschool by nine o'clock, five minutes from our house. (laughs) Kindergarten is going to be a 45 minute commute in traffic and we have to be there at eight. We're going to have to leave our house like seven or seven 15. I'm going to have to get two kids dressed and out the door. And it's just giving me so much anxiety trying to figure out how am I going to do that? Yeah. So this week I decided that... I'm going to start, first of all, I'm going to join the gym by our house. What? Which yeah. gym is... Oh, I'm don't, not say, don't it. say it. That's right. What's I your mean. address again? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Tell me later. Okay. Uh, and I... I'm going to start waking up if it's... I, I might just start with like one day a week, but if I can do two, it's going to be awesome. Waking up early before my kids get up and just go, even if it's walk on a treadmill do elliptical something just 
More just so I can get myself like up and ready for the day before. Oh, you're going to do it before you take the kids. Before my kids get up. Oh, that wow. way I start my day instead of like all of us just kind of like being groggy sitting on the couch together being like, uh, yeah. give me coffee, give me cereal. Like, yeah, I want to watch a show, like that whole thing. I want to just start my day before then and then that way I can go in I'm in more control over the situation where I can be like both of you get up put your clothes on right we're going because just ever since my son was born I feel like I've been in this mindset of like I just need sleep yeah however and whenever I can get it and I feel like I have to make a mindset shift where I take more control over our mornings and it's going to also be good for me to, like, have a little bit of, like, self-care in there. Like, yeah. also taking an hour for myself in yeah. the day, too. I was going to offer to go with you, but if you're going before, I'm not awake then. You used to wake up, like, so early. I used to until my child, like, because he is still coming into our bed. Thank yeah. you, three-year-old. <clears throat> um, He, like, has a spidey sense to where... If he doesn't feel me next to him, yeah. he immediately wakes up. Yeah. And Rocky's always had a weird sleep schedule because Steven works late. He works till like 8 o'clock. And so since he was a newborn, Rocky has been like a, a 9 to 8 a.m. sleeper. Like yeah. he goes to bed late. He wakes up later than most kids. But, you know, that's what works for us. Um, so like even if I want to get up at 6, which is my like natural like yeah. kind of rhythm – it doesn't happen because yeah. then he's up at six and that's then he's like so tired. Too, yeah. But we'll see how it goes. So anyway, that's, I feel pretty good about that. I haven't I like started it. it yet, but that's my idea. That's good. If anybody else wants to do it with me, I'm not going to make a hashtag and tell you to post about it. I just, <laughs> well then know. what's the point? Message me if you do No it. one can see it on social media. What's <laughs> the point? Um, no, I like that. If you go later, let me know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I am feeling pretty okay. Um, so, you know, I'm very open about my therapy and stuff like that because I think, for me, therapy is self-care. It's, like, the one thing I do for myself every Monday. I'm not, like, having a nervous breakdown or anything. It's literally just to go and, like, focus on growing and helping myself feel, like, the best mom I can be, the best wife I can be, the best me I can be. Stephen went with me last night for the first time because we've been dealing with some stuff with Rocky School. Um, having like scary kind of security stuff. And I am so anxious that it like, it just, it, it kind of knocks me down, you know, mm -hmm. like that it takes over my, my mind. And, and Steven is not normally like that. He's normally my voice of reason, but he was feeling anxiety about it, oh, which yeah, only that's... made mine worse. Yeah. <laughs> so we went last night and it actually really helped because my therapist also happened to be involved with the school. Mm -hmm. So she like knew the situation and, um, but it felt really good to like talk through everything with Steven and with her. And cause like this world sucks so mm -hmm. bad, like so, so bad. And my two-year-old is doing lockdown drills, which I'm mortified about. But I guess horrible. I know, but apparently, like everybody, everybody but me is like, well, that's just the world we live in now. And I'm like, well, I don't want it to it's be the world right. we live in now. Yeah. <laughs> so teach me how to cope with it otherwise. So I'm working a lot on kind of managing my anxiety, so I'm not like putting it on my kid. Yeah, because that's such a big thing too. Like my therapist was saying, how like kids aren't fearful; they're like. They're, they're taught it from mm -hmm. their parents, kind of like with racism. Like, no child hates a black, brown, white person. It's They're taught that. Yeah. 
So I'm feeling good about taking kind of control of that mindset and making sure that my kid feels secure and happy and I don't have panic attacks 24 seven. So that's like pretty much the definition of pretty okay. Cause I feel pretty okay about it, but I still still hate it a lot. Yeah. Um, so that was deep, Julia. Yeah, that was, that was, this episode's going to get deep too. Yeah, well, well, just it's gonna get deep, but in, it's gonna get a little intense. I yeah. feel like it's like a slightly triggering emotional <clears throat> um, topic for a lot of people. Well, what is the topic? The topic is copycats. Fucking copycats. Yeah. There, if you own a business that makes a product or has a service or even just like a brand with an aesthetic you are going to be copied at some point mm-hmm. or another if you haven't already. And it sucks because you put your whole, like, heart and soul and money, money, bank account, time, yeah. effort to work on something that you, I would assume, I, for, I can speak for myself and say what the things that I am trying to do are things that, you know, are... I try to be different yes. and, you know, uh, whatever. I don't know where my train of thought is going. To You're just this. already mad about yeah. copycats. So I've had copycats. Mm-hmm. Have you had copycats? I have. I want to give a not too specific description. Okay. <laughs> I have this person for years who used to only sell one type of product and then saw – I assume saw that I was selling a certain type of product and they added that product to their repertoire. Did cool. I say that right? You did. <laughs> okay. And they started using a hashtag that was like a variation on my hashtag. They reached out to a lot of the same influencers as me, even down to my friend who was doing hair and makeup for my photo shoots, who was just a friend of mine, mm-hmm. but also a hairstylist mm-hmm. and would do these shoots for me, like, as a favor, she reached out to her. Jesus. Like, that was when I knew it was bad. When I yeah. was like, this, she's not even really, like, some influencer person. This person's literally just hitting up every single person that I tagged. She's trying to get your look. Yeah. Yeah. And I never blocked her. I kind of just looked at her feed and said, this was all through Instagram. Mm -hmm. I looked at her website and I looked at her feed and she hadn't done anything that was, you know, she wasn't taking anything that was like a specific design of mine. Mm -hmm. She was just trying to replicate an aesthetic. Right. And I didn't think she was doing that good of a job of it. Um, This has now been years and she still likes Every post of mine from her personal account and her brand account Creeper. follows all of my accounts. Like probably listens to this podcast. Probably. So now you know. We know. Yeah. And But I've never blocked her because I just figured if you're going to copy me and you're not doing a great job of it. Yeah. Whatever. I kind of just prefer to stay focused on what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, I did recently with Siesta find somebody who was doing something along those lines and Sam taught me a trick that you can make make it so that people aren't following you anymore. So mm-hmm. you don't have to block them. You can just 
X them out of your followers list. Yeah. Yeah. You can go into your followers list and like search for their name and then there's just like the three dots or whatever next to it and you can just click that and then remove follower. And they don't know. They're not told you're not following this person anymore, but you're also not blocking them. So it's an easier way to kind of get rid of people, which I tend to do time from time to time where I'm like, oh, you look a little sketchy. I don't really want you following Yeah. <laughs> Looking I mean, at my kid. <laughs> totally. I mean, I block people who do that. If well, I block them if they're accounts, real but... creepy looking. Yeah. But yeah. So I thought that was a good little trick. But my kind of typical take on something that's that where somebody isn't blatantly copying you, they're just kind of like maybe borrowing some of your aesthetic Mm -hmm. or borrowing a little bit of your like marketing concepts yeah but they haven't outright copied your work or they're if they're doing not as good of a job of it yes yeah then I prefer to just kind of say I'm gonna stay in my lane I'm not gonna worry about you I'm gonna keep doing my thing and doing it well yeah um but sometimes it can start to creep over into full-blown Copycat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Um, so for me, I, I mean, I've had a few different instances with stuff that I've written and things like that, which is just kind of par for the course. But the worst I ever had was a girl who was actually a client of mine. And you know this story all too well because we talk about it quite often. <laughs> She was a client and she hired me to help her open up her new business. And yeah, we use those air quotes, use that term loosely. And so she hired me because she said she had no idea what to do. She needed help from beginning to end. So I did. We went through the whole thing of setting up an LLC, how to uh, figure out like her brand identity. We did literally everything. And when I did stuff in consulting, I would often make worksheets and things for them to like kind of you know, map out ideas. So I think it was like six months after we kind of, well, we worked together for maybe almost six months until she got her stuff off the ground. And then come to find she switched her business model and was calling herself a business consultant, which is what she hired me to be. She took all of my word she- or worksheets and copied them word for word and put her own branding on this. And I know this because she used them at a workshop that she taught that I had a friend at and they showed it to me and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and she even did it on her website. She took all the copy from my consulting website and like put it on hers and just changed the name and stuff. So like mine was definitely a little more blatant. Yeah. Which, and you know, that kind of goes into one of the things I wanted to talk about is the four different main types of copycats, right? So you've got copycats who are going to copy your product or your design copycats who are going to copy the way you market your business or your brand on social media copycats who are going to create a design based off of an idea you shared and then there can also be copycats who copy your values and branding which is kind of you kind of had a mix of those yeah with the marketing and the branding and all that stuff and i i've just seen so many of our friends Mm -hmm. in the creative industry deal with all four of these yeah like I feel like there's not a day that goes by where somebody's not posting like, hey, so-and-so screwed me over. Yeah. You know, and there's different types, too, because if you're an artist or you're creative and you get ripped off by, like, a smaller person, it hurts, Mm -hmm. you know, because you're like, hey, I spent a lot of freaking time and this is my idea. Yeah. And I did this and you're just coming in here and copying it without any originality. And then there's the big fish. Like, I know Anthro's gotten in some hot water for this. Um, 
West Elm. West Elm has gotten into hot water. How do we shine? Shine? Sheen? S H E I N. They're apparently just taking artists' artwork and printing it and selling it. Zara's done it. Oh, Zara's done it. Yeah. yeah. And then even like our friends at Riley and Crew got ripped off by uh, what is that kid's brand? Jimbery. Oh, <clears throat> well, they shut down. So karma's a bitch. Did they? Jimbery, yeah. Didn't they? Yeah. And it's hard because when you get to that kind of level of things, it's like they're so big mm-hmm. and they have so much more resources and yeah. power and reach than you do as a small artist. It's hard. Well, and I do believe, because I know Anthro has said before, I forget which one it was, the object enthusiast maybe? She, because Anthro had approached her to create a custom line of something and then she turned it down because she didn't want to mass produce and then they went and made it anyways, Mm -hmm. is what the story, what I saw on Instagram was. And, you know, Anthro's explanation was like, well, it has to go through so many hands, you know, we could just get the idea from our design team who turns it into production and then this and that and the other and it's like so by the time they're selling it the people who are putting it in the lineup for the products doesn't necessarily know it's a ripoff right which i could see for certain size brands yeah because there's so many people working on just one company's mm-hmm. team but i mean good on west elm for for listening and correcting it yeah because a lot of them don't a lot of them just ignore it yeah. Um, and I think that's, you know, that's a hard thing to do these days because of social media. Yeah, I think as, as like, artists or designers, like, there's such a movement for people to, I mean, share their work. Yeah. So you're sharing work, you know, your artistic work. It helps you gain a following, which helps you then sell your work or do these collaborations with people. But then it leaves you open to being ripped off like this. And you can't trust that people are always going to be, you know, yeah, honest. There's also, you know, even what we're doing, like doing this podcast, we're, we just want to share information that mm-hmm. we have. I'm actually Same copying as- another person's <clears throat> podcast word for word right now. Word for word. Yeah. You know, there's in this like era of like information sharing, like I was noticing one of our friends who was complaining about getting ripped off by someone. She was also sitting there taking her time to show you step by step how she does this like hand lettering and all the tools she uses and this and that. And she's like sharing her whole process. Mm -hmm. And so instead of maybe looking at that and saying, wow, this is so great that this person is sharing their information with me for free so that I can do the same type of business as her, I'm going to be really good about making sure that I don't like, you know, that I'm being honest with my work. Yeah. Not only is she putting herself out there and showing you how to do this, but then you're also going to like take what she does and completely rip her off. Like, well, and I, you know, it's like, I don't think she's sharing it to show other people how to do it for her. What she's doing is she's sharing it to show brands like, Hey, this is how much work I put into my business my product and here's everything that goes into it and so she's like kind of establishing that like the thought leader type position you know she's establishing herself as an expert in her field but then you've got the fucking trolls who like to come in and be like cool let me write down this step-by-step guide right um so let's talk a little bit about what you can do to stop it if you find someone who has copied your work i've had people before be like oh so and so copied my work and i look at it and i'm like 
yeah, I mean, that's it's reaching. Yeah. You know? And it's one thing to have people who are influenced by your work, you know, and create something kind of similar. Like, it sucks. But I don't think there's not too terribly much you can do yeah. about that. But if you see somebody who's like blatantly ripping you off, the very first thing I would do is give them a chance to correct it. Because the biggest thing like for me with copycats is to be the bigger person. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I've had to do this before with um, for myself and then for other companies I'm working with, like where I've had to reach out and be like, hey, I just want you to be aware that I've seen this. Like, I know what you're doing. I originally published this you know x date whatever however long ago i would really appreciate it if you would take it down we could just keep it between us you know just be really so you civil directly directly yeah okay and you know honestly 80 percent of the time that works mm-hmm. because they're embarrassed they got caught because mm-hmm. they know they ripped you off and you can't deny it when you have like the receipts right exactly <laughs> so that actually in my past experience has been a big way to just kind of squash it is by reaching out to the people because like I said they will just be kind of like oh shit Mm -hmm. I got caught right (laughs) and then you know there are obviously the times where it doesn't work and you just get silence you know or someone's defensive and that's kind of where you bring in a lawyer to write them a cease and desist which that usually does the trick because you don't even have to usually take it anywhere from there to court. Yeah. Just getting a letter from a lawyer is kind of terrifying. <laughs> I will say I had a situation where I did go down the path of talking to a lawyer uh-huh. about sending a cease and desist because somebody was taking a collaboration we had created together and then trying to sell it as their own product. Mm-hmm. And I reached out um, without compensation to me for being a co-creator. Right. And I reached out to a lawyer and we talked about, okay, if we send a cease and desist, they were like, here's the cost it would be to send a cease and desist. Mm -hmm. What is your ultimate outcome you hope to achieve? And so this lawyer kind of talked me through and was like, if we send the cease and desist, it technically doesn't tell them that they can't proceed. Yeah. It scares them. It might scare them. But they could still choose to continue selling the product. Right. And then you have to decide if you want to take further legal action, which would cost you more money. Yes. And if you pursue further legal action, what do you want to achieve? Do you want Mm -hmm. full rights? Do you want half of the, you know, cost of the product, whatever it is? Yeah. So, to me, I didn't even end up sending the cease and desist because it kind of seemed like my ultimate goal was really, like, I was just, it. when it came down to it, I was upset with this person that they had yeah. betrayed me. And betrayed I was, me. yeah. And at the end of the day, let's say we had gone to court and I had sued and... I lost. The judge said, you know, yeah. the judge said, no, you don't have a claim to that any more than she does. Then we either would have to choose to both set it on fire, our creation, and not do it, or one of us could end up with full control over right. it, and that could be her and not me. Yeah. So you also run that risk. And so he was like, or you could just take it and do your own thing with it mm-hmm. and 
move on from her, which is what I ultimately ended up doing. Right. Well, and that's a little bit of a different scenario because you guys co-created it together. I'm talking about like a random person coming in and ripping off your design and monetizing it and making money off of it without having had any input whatsoever. But would you, I mean, how close of a copy does it have to be where you have the legal rights to... Well, it has to be pretty damn close, and yeah. we'll we'll get into that, too. And honestly, sending a cease and desist letter, like you said, isn't really legally binding, mm-hmm. and it's not going to be unless you have a copyright or a trademark on it. But the majority of the time, people who are copycats are, how do I say this nicely? Trolls, Trolls but also not the brightest bulb, you know? Yeah. I was going to say the brightest bulb in the box, but I don't think that's the right no. thing. That's like crayons. Well, there are people who are literally just like... <laughs> farming for ideas yes, right yeah they're just like i feel like that's some people's jobs at like urban outfitters and stuff like that yeah. they're just like pulling ideas from like a million different places totally. and yours might just happen to like have gotten pulled into that and yeah so yeah yeah um so i i think hiring a lawyer to send a cease and desist can be really valuable if it's something that you feel really passionately about stopping Mm -hmm. like if you're like i need this person to just cut it out completely i don't want them to have anything to do or people might think it's mine hiring a lawyer is often good enough to scare them away from doing it people who are on the smaller scale you know it's not gonna scare urban outfitters is that like five thousand bucks i mean obviously no like range and cost where you live and yeah, it, de- that, it depends. Or, and honestly, too, you could use something like Rocket Lawyer. I'll put the link in there for that. Okay. Which I love Rocket Lawyer. <laughs> I've okay. used it many times. Um, where it's you can basically pay, I think it's like 45 bucks for a consultation with a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And you can do a basic cease and desist online. Like you can okay. draft up your own with like a, a template and then just have a lawyer look it over. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cease and desist online. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um so we'll put I'll put some resources in there for that too because I know owning a small business like I'm gonna get real lawyery now real lawyery <laughs> yeah cool I'm gonna be rocket lawyering everything now. oh god I created a monster um, hashtag sponsored <laughs> sponsor us rocket so okay what let's talk about it on the flip side okay what do you do if someone calls you out for being a copycat. If you so, are, let's say or they if put you're you on not, blast. yes, because that's a big, that's a common practice these days, right? Is Instead for somebody of, just immediately go, yeah, and post it on stories or whatever, and be like, "This motherfucker ripped me off." Mm-hmm. What if that's you? What if that motherfucker's you, Julia? Yeah. Um, okay, here's what I would like to think I would do. First, I would take a beat before responding. Okay, we're already on different pages. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> This is, I'm saying this is what I would hope I would do. Oh, okay. Just, like, take a step back to think about, did I copy them? Because, uh-huh. like, I would never intentionally do that. Yes. Right? In this day and age where, like, stuff can kind of, like, show up in your Explore feed, show up in your Pinterest feed. Right. That maybe you didn't even save to your inspiration board, but it kind of stuck in the back of your mind without you even purposely doing it. Yeah, totally. My, the way I would hope I would respond if I, if I were being mature about it, um, would be to say I didn't intentionally do that. Mm-hmm. I 
cannot tell you, like, I would, if it's somebody I don't know that's, like, calling me out for copying them, and I've, I really think I've never seen them Mm -hmm. before or their work before, that's what I would say. Like, I, I didn't intentionally do that directly. Um, I know it's possible to be inspired by things without even realizing it. Yeah. I am sorry. This is, you know, work that I thought was original. And Would you do it, like, <clears throat> just one-on-one or on social media? I would probably attempt to do it one-on-one. And if okay. they, like, continued blasting or something, um, I would put out, like, a public statement. Yeah. You know, s- type of thing where I would yeah. be saying, like... I didn't intentionally, you know, and then I would also try to provide, as you said, receipts. Yes. You know, here's the inspiration that I used for this collection or whatever it was. Here's my mood board. Here's the artist that I worked with for this. Mm -hmm. Here's the inspiration I provided to the artist. So you can see, you know, and here are, here's like the timestamps on when I provided all of this to them. Yeah. You know, I think that works either way. Yeah. If I'm accusing someone of copying me and saying like, you know, or, or vice versa. Yeah. Well, too, when you're working with designers, like, you know, you're, you're not drawing the, the art that's on the board shorts and everything. You work with designers and we've worked with designers before to create products and you always start by giving them a mood board and Mm -hmm. like what you want the vision to be. Some artists are very literal Mm -hmm. and take what you give them and just kind of like replicate it. Right. And then you're like, oh no, no, no. Like don't, don't just copy it. Like, yeah. I, this is inspiration. And we've gotten in trouble with that a couple of times. Um, and it is, like, at the end of the day, it's on you as the ultimate owner of the brand. Yeah. It's on you to say, you know, to be – it's not on the artist because you're not going to go back and and blame it on your artist. Right. You have to you have be to the one to say that, yeah. yeah, that was copied too literally or – Yeah. Yeah. Because it's your – it's coming from your brand, from your business. Like – Yeah. And, you know, it's 2019, Google image search, like the reverse image search is a thing. Yeah. So it's it's hard to hide if you're a copycat, I think, yeah. because you can go back and see when the original was created. Totally. So that's just something, if you have been accused of being a copycat before, or maybe you've been kind of taking some inspiration from brands that you admire, like, just keep these things in mind. Yeah. That... It's fine to be influenced by someone and, you know, to love their aesthetic or what what they're making, but that's theirs. Yeah. You need to come up with something that is yours. Yeah. If you, it's fine to draw inspiration from it, but reinterpret it in your own vision. Yeah. And if you are called out, even if you didn't do it on purpose, I mean, this is how we should be as human beings to just say you're sorry. Right. I didn't do it intentionally. I apologize. Yeah. You know, it was not my intention to rip you off. Yes. And I'm sorry. I'm sure that feels terrible. Yeah. Like, that's how I would teach my kids to respond. Totally. That's how we should We're be treating responding. our listeners the same way we would teach our kids. Yeah. <laughs> so let's just make a bunch of better humans. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I think that's the thing that I have seen recently that has been disappointing to me. Yeah. Is well, people get way, defensive. Yeah. That people yeah. have been, have responded to being called out very defensively. And yeah. 
trying to turn it around on other people. Right, which is such a silly way to do it. And yeah. it's like I do – I get it. If you didn't realize you were copying somebody and then you feel kind of caught off guard because they're putting you on blast all of a sudden, like – that's why I said, like, my first response would not be to take a beat. My first response would be, like, listen, asshole, yeah. get Here's me off feet. your feet. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I remember I had a friend who, he's, like, a a famous uh, Christian music artist, like, in the pop. DC talk. Close. Um, but he, like, was a judge for a singing competition or songwriting competition for upcoming contemporary Christian artists. And he... Wrote a song American like American Jesus Idol. No, yeah, kind of American Jesus Idol. <laughs> and he, like a year later, wrote a song, and one of the contestants was kind of like, "Hey, that kind of sounds like the song from my competition." And he went back, and he's like, "Oh shit, yeah, it does." Like not realizing yeah. that he had been influenced by that. He didn't say shit because he's you know Jesus. Yes, he said. But yes. he said, "Oh." Darn it. Gall darn it. Gosh golly. <laughs> and so he, what he ended up doing was like putting a statement out about it. He didn't have to. This guy wasn't calling him out mm-hmm. on in public. He sent it to him privately. And he's like, this happened. I am so sorry. I didn't mean to. And then he get, ended up giving the guy like royalties from the song. That's great. Yes. WWJD. That's what it would be. What would Jesus do? <laughs> WWDD. What would Dolly do? Yes. That's how I live my life. <laughs> yes. But that is the great way to handle it. Totally. That is the responsible and appropriate way to handle that. Especially if you're the bigger fish in the right. situation, totally. which he was. You know, he's in the place where he can give those royalties, you know, um, which often it's not a ca- the case, but whatever. Yeah. One of the biggest things I think you can do to, to help yourself in, like, this situation and to kind of protect yourself from it is just to market yourself and your product, your brand, whatever you're showing with your whole heart, you know, mm-hmm. like make it so people don't question that it came from you first because you're so vocal about why you're making it, what you're doing. Like, I love what our friend Taryn was doing with the, um, yeah, totally showing the process. Yeah. And, you know, she, uh, is, I mean, she's not, she didn't invent calligraphy, but she yeah. sure as shit made a, a niche for herself here in the San Diego creative industry because she's done built this brand that's beautiful, and obviously people are going to copy it. Mm-hmm. And so I think like if you use your social media to market yourself and to make sure that what you're sharing builds your your following, you know, your community, mm-hmm. that'll really help you because they'll also be on the lookout for you. Right. Totally. The, the community is often the one who's like nope, that looks like this. Like, mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many things I've sent to friends and been like, look, I saw this on Etsy, like, yeah. where they wouldn't have seen it, you know? Totally. But I saw it, and I know their work, and I'm invested in their work. So that's a, a big thing you can do is just in line with being the bigger person, don't let copycats deter you from sharing your yourself. Yeah, your and your process, like, so that yeah. people can, like, see how hard you work so right. maybe it'll make them think twice you don't have to like give them the details of like yeah. your vendors or you know like totally. all the nitty-gritty you don't have to give them that and guess what sometimes people ask oh, right it's totally happened to me <laughs> okay. a lot straight up ask you for it from? you're like no because like 
you and I both firmly believe there's room for everybody. Yes, totally. But there's room for everybody to be an original. Yes. And to do their own thing. There's no room for copycats. And I also, I think that, like, if you have a new idea that you're putting out there or a new product that is pretty unique and original, I suggest keeping it as close to the vest as humanly possible. Yeah. Until you can either get it copyrighted or trademarked and it's released. Mm -hmm. Because you don't want somebody with more resources to see your idea on social and swoop in and push it out faster than you can. Mm -hmm. Because that has happened many times. Totally. Um, I will add one more quick thing. I put together inspiration for our, our designer for Siesta last year. And she came back with the design for our collection that's out right now Mm -hmm. um and so this happened last spring summer and in the meantime one of the bathing suits that we created another brand launched something that was really similar yes and it's a brand that and that sucks i know that like (laughs) the the founder and i know each other like we send each other stuff for our kids like so we talk and there was no way for me to have seen what she was releasing and totally. for vice versa. But so I reached out to her um, and and let her know. I was like, hey, I just want you to know, like, we're launching something. It won't be f- until next year, but it, it looks somewhat similar to what you're doing. Yeah. I'm dropping the colorway that looks a lot like yours. So uh-huh. our colorways will be different. But the design is similar, and she was so cool about it. And she nice. was like, she was like, I don't even think it's similar at all. And I think if we had done the same colorway, it might have yeah. been too close. Or even if you just released it without talking to her, yeah. then she might have been like, hmm, that totally. looks like mine. So yeah. I, I thought about it for a while, how I was going to handle it. And then I was like, I'm just going to come right out and tell her. I mm-hmm. want you to know beforehand, like, we already have our order placed yeah. But it, I think it looks so, like I we probably used the same inspiration, probably, and yeah. that's what happened. Yeah. And so, and she was really cool about it, and so there was nothing, you know, nothing bad came of it. But I was really glad in the end that I had said something to her before we launched it, so yeah. that we didn't have to have an awkward conversation after the fact. Yeah, you were proactive about it. Yeah, which is good, and and that does happen too when you're you're developing products and stuff. Like there's a, you know, you're developing usually at least a season or two ahead of time. Yeah, and if somebody in the meantime during your production time launches something, yeah, you had no idea it was gonna look like it. Like totally theirs. Like that's the best thing you can do is. Yeah. Be proactive about it and reach yeah. out. Um, and again, keep your receipts, keep your mood board yes. with the dates on it and all that totally. stuff. Just God forbid you ever have to protect yourself from accusations. You yeah. Know? You know, like I said, one of the biggest things you can do to protect yourself is see if your product or your service can be copyrighted. And that, I feel like I could do a whole episode on copyrights and trademarks, but that would be incredibly boring. But I'll just kind of run through like, the basics because it's a question I get asked a lot like should I be copy mark or copy mark <laughs> copy market new word I'm copy marking <laughs> copy <it. laughs> I swear I'm smarter than this you guys um so that what a copyright is different than a trademark is the copyright will protect your creative like tangible work like the actual product that's being shared but it's not going to protect your ideas when you're copywriting something it means that 
the work can be perceived, it can be reproduced or communicated as opposed to something that's just like in your mind, you know, which can't, you can't copyright an idea. Um, so like books, movies, songs, um, photos, artistic creations, web content, anything like that. And it has to be original. It has to be uh, in a creative aspect and it has to be a tangible medium. So the biggest thing with copyrights is you can't, I can't copyright my business consulting services because mm -hmm. it's, it's an idea in my head, you know, and it's my education. I didn't come up with these business ideas. I learned it mm -hmm. <laughs> in school and I'm helping people. What I can copyright are my business worksheets and things that I originally create and come up with, which I should have fucking done apparently. <laughs> and then a trademark, trademark tends to be more about protecting your name, or your brand aesthetic, um, like symbols, your logo, images, colors, things like that you can trademark. And so that way, you know, like you're really not supposed to be buying copycat Chanel purses in <laughs> New York, but you know, that's, that's different. <laughs> and so we like just trademarked Siesta. You did. And our motto Nice. Surfy now. Surfy Because I was starting to see people uh -huh. getting a little close to using that. Yeah. And it's something that one of those, like, I'm sure with Glitter Guide, with, like, the Flashes of Delight hashtag, mm -hmm. that thing's, like, how many how many people have used it? Millions. Yeah. I think it's at, like, two million right now. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah. it's, like, that something like that totally gets mm -hmm. spread around. Yeah. And then it starts getting used beyond what you necessarily intended it for. And then right. next thing you know, people are, like, using your idea. Yes. Without even knowing that it's, like, a trademarked thing. Totally. Yeah. And um, so, like, with a trademark, so I could, the example I like to give is, like, Gap is a clothing store, right? Mm -hmm. And Gap is trademarked. What? as a clothing store their name but you could like go right next door and open up a pizza place called gaps pizza and it would be totally legal because people aren't going to confuse a pizza place with a clothing store but you couldn't use their logo you could not use their logo but you could use their name because yeah. people trademark their names all the time because they don't want another clothing store to go open up and be called like gapella or i don't know <laughs> gapito <laughs> literally just insane. So, and then like with copyrights, it, it lasts for the entire time you're alive, your copy, copyright, and then plus 75 years. Which is what just happened, right? I think this is happening with uh, Disney this year. Oh, is it? Yeah, the uh, Steamboat Willie. Oh, gosh. Their like trademark mm -hmm. time ran out. And so I think it's this year anybody can use Steamboat Willie for anything. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Which is technically Mickey Mouse. Right. But... Yeah. But a specific one. Yeah, it's like, remember, um, I remember when that book came out, like, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Do you uh, know, do you know that yeah, book? Yeah, I read it. It is literally Pride and Prejudice with some zombie scenes inserted into it. Really? Yes. It's not an original book. It is Pride and Prejudice with, with zombie scenes. Yes. But they were able to do it because, because the, copyright the copyright is over. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. A trademark will last forever. Okay. But you have to renew it every 10 years. Mm -hmm. So just look into those. Thank you, personal rocket lawyer. Yeah. Rocket Sam. <laughs> oh, that was the worst joke I've ever told. That was pretty damn bad. <laughs> so the moral of the story is try to sell your idea before you die so you can get rich mm -hmm. before the trademark is gone and everyone can use it. Exactly. Okay. Don't, and don't be a little shit and copy other people. The other 
moral of the story. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I will say that being the bigger person is the best thing you can do. Like, yes. this is the most I've ever talked about the girl who copied me. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've told, obviously, my select group of people. But I could have very easily have gone on social media or anywhere and mm-hmm. put it side by side and be like, look, here's what she's doing. I have the receipts to prove it. Don't work with her. But I, I'm a firm believer that, like, karma will catch up to you, mm-hmm. first of all. And you have to be secure enough in yourself to know that you're better. Right. People are copying you. It's because they're not as smart or as creative or original as you are. Totally. And this chick hired me and paid me for my education and my intelligence. And she's replicating what she can. But that's it. She's mm-hmm. copying. She's replicating. She's not going to be able to come up with anything new after that. Eventually, it's going to tap out. Totally. And that's how it's going to be with all copycats is eventually they're going to come to a stopping point because they can't copy it anymore. Mm-hmm. So I think being the bigger person is the best thing you can do. Also legally protecting yourself. Yeah. Um, as much as you can afford to do. As much as you can afford to do. <clears throat> Getting a trademark and a copyright is not cheap. Yeah. So. And from my experience. I don't know. I mean, you are more savvy in this area, but I got really overwhelmed because we attempted to do this through LegalZoom. Oh. Like when we first started Siesta. Uh And um, I got a little bit overwhelmed because there's this... Basically, what you can do is you can try to copyright something but and you would go through and you would pay all of those fees to do the search to do the filing whatever but if it came back that something was wrong Mm -hmm. i we would have ended up wasting like seven hundred dollars which to us is like a small startup i was like i'm not willing to like throw seven hundred dollars away when maybe we just wait a little bit longer and pay a lawyer to do everything for us. Yeah. And then this year, we ended up not doing it until this year when we were able to file everything internationally, too. Oh, okay. So, which is, like, basically the more you protect yourself, the more expensive it is. But, yeah. And you could totally probably do a lot of this through, like, Rocket Lawyer or LegalZoom or whatever. But... You can, yeah. <clears throat> I, I would recommend getting a lawyer for trademarks yeah. and copyrights and patents if you're going to go the patent route because it's very complicated. It's very specific. Um, you can look online. The registers are open for – so you can do the search but yourself. But it was, like, confusing because I'm, like, we were doing Siesta Surf, but somebody had, like, copyrighted something that was, like, Siesta, like a, a – whatever like a kayak rental place or something like that where Uh I was like but is that similar enough or is their copyright do they have the word siesta copyrighted like and that was it it was something like that that was confusing me where I was like I'm not confident enough that like there isn't going to be crossover with this and it was hard for me to tell if like maybe that business was not in business anymore they and Mm -hmm. it was just showing that they had registered that like 10 years ago but yeah maybe they're not in business anymore right well it's worth know. it's worth doing the research on your own if you're thinking about doing the copyright and stuff like that because you can get a pretty good grip on it before you have to hire a lawyer i what i would recommend doing is if you're looking in the database and you see something that you're like oh is this going to be a conflict mm-hmm. go kind of stalk them on the internet yeah. and be like you know do they have active social media accounts are they do they look like they're actively in business? Because mm-hmm. those are the people who are going to fight back on you. Totally. Not the people who, like, started something, copyrighted it, and then retired. Exactly. But 
I remember we, I've hired a, a copyright attorney for a couple other things for business, and it's a few thousand dollars. It's mm-hmm. an investment. Plus the fees. Plus the fees. That you have to pay to, like, the government to do all yeah. of that. So it, it'll, I can't remember And it's what it a is. long process. Yeah. It's generally about, like, a minimum of six months to yeah. get approved. Yeah. Right. And so. you have to, like, prove that, like, it's your business exists. Like, the yes. logo has, like, been... Yeah. used for stuff so it's kind of like well that is when you're like trying to fight people on it oh okay um you can copyright stuff like that when you launch yes your product yeah okay. so that's why i'm saying like if you have something new and exciting coming out that you don't want people to copy get it copyrighted before it even launches okay and then you know just be vigilant of shitty copycat people mm-hmm. and be the bigger person yeah, I think that's my thing that I try to do with all of this. Just, yeah. if you just stay in your lane and, you know, try to not, like, there are people doing things similar to both of my businesses. Yeah. And, you know, in some cases, I'm able to stay friendly with people. And in some cases, it, you know, maybe we just decide we need to go our separate ways and not be social media friends anymore. Why do you look at me when you say that? I'm dumping you. Oh, my God. And I'm going to become a business consultant. <laughs> <laughs> this whole podcast was a ruse. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hire me. Don't. <laughs> Don't be a jerk. Yeah. And if you're accidentally a jerk, be an apologetic jerk. And, you know, if you haven't had to deal with this yet, you're lucky, but it's coming. Yeah. If you have okay. a good idea, it's coming. I have a question for you. Hit me. If you have a limited budget, because uh-huh. you're a small startup brand, but you want to make sure that you're protected mm-hmm. as much as you can afford to be, what's kind of like, the, where would you start? So it, it kind of depends. Like, you're talking about product-based? Well, I mean, like, okay, let's say you are me, uh-huh. and it's a product-based company. Like, I have no protection on Gun and Swain. Is that dumb? Don't announce that to the public. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. I don't care. Copy me. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. That's the other thing about my business. I'm like, have fun. This is a hard business. Yeah. So, um, good luck with that. I mean, the first thing I would recommend doing is if you can, filing for a trademark. If you have a very specific aesthetic or logo identity or you have a cool name, you know, that you've come up with, like trademark that shit because that's going to be easier to get done than a copyright it's going to go faster um and that's going to kind of give you like a blanket protection from a lot of things and if you feel like you need to copyright a design or something like that like do it if you can in the beginning if you can that would be my recommendation but if you don't have the budget for it I think the best thing you can do is just establish yourself on all your channels. Does that make sense? Totally. Like, you make your vision known to anybody who ever looks at what you're doing, and you kind of... How do I say this? Um, well, you already said, like, establish yourself as a, as a leader. That yeah. way... People look to you for guidance, but then they also feel protective of you if they see somebody copying you. Totally. And building that community is going to be a huge part of it. And, you know, I'm all about showcasing your values and in everything that you do. And I think a lot of that also goes into your branding, you know, your core values and stuff. And people are going to 
understand a brand that's showcasing their heart and their values over a brand who's just kind of popping out shit and calling it their own. Mm -hmm. You know, and and there's, like we talked about earlier, there's all different kinds of levels of copycats. And there's some who are marketing themselves as a small business and who are saying, like, I made this, you know, I'm a maker, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you keep your receipts from day one. Yeah, day one, and share your story. Artist who keeps getting their stuff taken. Yeah, and she has tried to deal with people directly, and they're just like, "You don't own these words." They might be right, though. Yeah, Yeah. no, they're right, but it's like they definitely got it from her a hundred percent because it's something she made up. Yeah, but it's not trademarked. It's not worth it to her to go get the trademark. So she just is like, okay, fine. Right. You did a crappier copy of mine then. And honestly, there are some things that you just can't copyright or trademark. Yeah. So people can copy it all they want. It sucks. It sucks. But if that's the case, just be the best. Yeah, totally. Be the one who is making the best things. Make make sure your SEO is really good. So if somebody Googles, like... Uh, yes, see print mm-hmm. that yours mm-hmm. shows up first yes. over theirs. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I yeah. just remembered she keeps getting her stuff I taken. saw that too. Um, yeah, that's it. We should do a whole episode on SEO because SEO is a take notes beast. The whole time. I love SEO. It's like a weird puzzle. It is. For your homework, what we want you guys to do is to make a list of everything in your business or your brand that could be copied potentially, like just Come up with some worst case scenarios here. (laughs) Your logo, your motto, your your tagline, tagline, your name of your business, yeah, everything. Like, um, I can guarantee you, Apple has their color scheme copyrighted. Mm -hmm. Whatever their hex codes are, yeah. Um, it's just covering your ass as much as humanly possible. And here's the thing I'll say too, and we'll do another episode on this because. You know that I am all about contracts and mm-hmm. I am all about oh, yeah, proactively covering your ass as much as you humanly possibly can. And if you can't, again, rocket lawyer. <laughs> There's so many resources now for small businesses that aren't going to break the bank. Yeah. I guess is the way to say it. Another, like, just small note. You can, if you're sharing your work, you can watermark it or mm-hmm. put your uh, your name or your Instagram handle or whatever it is in a place that can't be cropped, cropped. out yeah. or even easily photoshopped out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that way, if people are sharing your work, they're sharing it with your name on it. Yeah. Um, and that'll it, help build that recognition for you, too. Exactly. Yeah. So... So go through and make a list of all the things that could possibly be copied for you personally, and then look and see if they could be copyrighted or trademarked. And I'll put kind of like a recap of the difference between the two in the show notes, because I know I kind of ran through it. And that'll be the homework. So we, I think I said this on Instagram, but we talked about it. And I think what we're going to shoot for is every other week Mm -hmm. for the podcast for episodes. And next, we're going to do our finance series. Sam's so excited. I'm not. I just kidding. <laughs> I'm excited. I I'm excited, but I've, we've gotten a lot of questions submitted, so I'm really excited about I that only part. Submitted one. I know. I could tell. <laughs> uh, <laughs> help me. So we're gonna break it up into a few series based on kind of the types of questions and how we should do it. So 
We will be Is back. our uh, form still in the our it, bio? Yeah, it's in our bio um, on Instagram, and then I'll put it in the show notes, too. Okay, so if you have any last-minute questions that you want to submit to Sam for our finance series, go to prettyokpodcast.com and look at our show notes. Yep. And or you can go to our Instagram at pretty okay podcast. Uh, and the link is in our bio there. Yeah. And and follow us and subscribe and rate and <laughs> write a rate a review. <laughs> write a review. But don't copy someone else's review. <laughs> write your own. Be original. Okay, guys. <laughs> don't be little shits. <laughs> don't be a shit. The moral of today's story. Don't be a shit, Julia. Yes, I'm trying. All right. <clears throat> do you want to talk about Game of Thrones anymore? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, you can feel free to turn this off if you don't like Game of Thrones. Here we go. Fuck Bran. Bran isn't. He's the guy turd who is in the group project, does nothing, but still gets an A. Yep. Dead. Mm-hmm. I can't. Well, my take on it is that it's very much like our current president. You just <laughs> skate through life on somebody else's back. Do you think that was the moral back. of the story? I thought the whole moral, or th- I thought the whole point of this was supposed to be like, wasn't it like global warming or something? Oh or God, something I don't know. Else? I can't remember. I don't know. I just think it was so fucking cheesy. Like, the fact that... um they actually wrote a song of fire and ice book, right? That was weird. Well, that was even so I didn't weird. even understand that. It was just like a random aside. I felt like yeah. everything was just these random asides. That's what yeah. like I don't know. I I just feel like they also used to be really good about like giving women like strong women totally. like narratives in yes. this show. And then I felt like it was just like da- I mean Danny's downfall was her quest for power, but then yeah. it also was like getting a broken hearted over John, which like she didn't get broken hearted over like any of these other yeah. dudes. Like, well, I mean, a little bit over Call. Yeah, because he was Drogo, her first love. But yeah, but that was like a little bit different. I, I hate thought. what they did to her character. I'm I like, hate what they did to Brienne. Don't oh, even get me started. <sighs> she know. was way too badass of a female character in that. To get all but hurt over Jamie. That was stupid. That was probably the stupidest storyline of the entire season. It if was not the entire so show. It was so unnecessary. It was. And it was so out of character for yeah. both of them, honestly. Mm-hmm. And it was just it was just very They had a great, like, unspoken kind of like you know. They had a good back and forth. Yeah. They had a good story and stuff. Like, just leave it there. Yeah. And, you know, how she went and, like, wrote his deeds in the book. Because okay, you have to watch the Gay of Thrones take on that. Okay. <laughs> I know that <laughs> Wait, this is part of our now ongoing battle with RuPaul's Drag Race versus Queer Eye, but... It's not, it's not a competition. <laughs> Drag Race is part of my life, Julia. If you haven't watched... The Gay of Thrones recaps with Jonathan Van Ness. I highly recommend them. I love him <laughs> so, so much. But his take on what she wrote in that, like, journal entry uh-huh. was so good. I died. I wish that was 
I wish that that recap was actually how it all went okay, down. I'll have to watch it. I think my biggest issue with the finale and the season in general is like, we waited two years for it. Yeah. And there's a fucking coffee cup in one scene. There's two water bottles in the so scene dumb. from the finale. Not Sam's fault. It's not. It's Sam's not fault. Sam's fault. No. Um. And like. It, everything just looked like it was shot on a cheesy-ass green screen. Yeah. It just wasn't the ending. There was no character deserved. development no. for what happened, how it ended. They rushed through everything. We built up the whole the whole entire show started with, like, the White Walkers. And now winter is coming. Winter is coming. This whole buildup. And then they just, like, defeat the White Walkers in one episode. Yeah. Like, there was no real battle. Nobody really died. Yeah, nobody died. Like, Jorah died. Okay, well, okay, I mean, he, like, Theon, almost died, great. like, a hundred times. Theon yeah. almost died, like, a hundred times. They yeah. were both, like, ready to go. There was no surprise. I kept being, like, John's gonna die. Something crazy's gonna Something happen. Something crazy had to happen. George R.R. R. Martin would have killed somebody we loved. Like, I was waiting. I was like, who's it gonna be? Arya, John, or Tyrion? I remember Mom after the episode, like, we were both so, like, shaken up. We're like, yeah. It was so intense, and it was so crazy, and now it's like, okay. Womp. Womp. Nothing good came out of that. I saw a thing online that was like, they spent the first seven minutes of that last episode with them just quietly walking through the city. You could have used that seven minutes for some fucking character development, guys. (laughs) So dumb. So dumb. Although Gendry looked really good in that council. Gendry fluid. And it's like, oh my god. (laughs) You're not encouraging me to watch it. <laughs> I just like that he calls Tyrion Mayor Pete. I love Pete. Mayor Pete. Okay, I'll watch uh, it. I'll watch okay. it. Are we deleting this whole at last segment? No, this is going to be the bonus content. <laughs> bonus episode. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, bye. Goodbye. <laughs> I recorded. This is gonna be the last episode of the podcast, guys. Recorded our theme song.